Welcome to Voices Rising Podcast. I'm Shelley. And I'm Sarah. We are two book lovers, writers, and publishers coming to you from the mountains of Colorado. Every week we bring you new topics about life, books, writing, publishing, and much more. Let us know what you're interested in hearing more about. We are here to connect with you and support you. intention it's yeah it's yeah. like about a new year and instead of like new year's resolutions that like resolutions are things that often people just give up on like even research supports that like usually within the third week of january that most people drop their resolutions what did you say like 80 percent or something to 90 percent yeah. of people drop their new year's resolutions and yeah. i know i've only ever taken them seriously for like a month right if that yeah like that's what it was this um, it was like a gym and it was like all of these people went gone home and signed up for the yeah. gym and the gym had like this deal. And then 80% of people just zoop, dropped it. And there was all these different reasons. Like I don't have enough time or it's too hard. I kind need of, to sleep more. I think a lot of resolutions tend to be unrealistic too. It's like, did you really build that into the structure of your life yes. or are you planning to change your whole entire life like that? Right. You know, just, which bam. is not which realistic. Is, yeah, it's great to think you could, but in truth, it's more like slow, slow changes, breaking habits slowly, little bits at a time. Right. Making new habits takes yeah. six weeks or longer to form new ones. And yeah, it takes 21 to 45 days. And then even research is supporting that it actually takes 90 days, which is three months three for something to adapt to become to you are. your habit, right. to become habitual. So, yeah. And also, I think that word resolution, like, I think of a business. Or a government. Resolution. We're resolute on this. It is yeah. going to happen. I don't, I don't vibe with a, the and word I don't resolution. Either. Yeah, I'm just like, resolution. It's I never hate that word, just no. to be honest. Well, and even like, yeah, so if you will, like, you could come up with a New Year's intention, a New Year's word, or a New Year's mm-hmm. mantra. Or like an action. Like, yeah, something, or just like a reminder to remind yourself. Breathe. Yeah, breathe. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Could be one. Or. Yeah, I was, I did a post and it was like inspire. And yeah, for me, exactly. that's like when I am like feeling inspired to do something, I do it. But then when I'm, there's lots of moments where I'm not inspired, right? And then you can just be uninspired and take slowness, right? Well, even <laughs> I feel like your intentions can shift. Think of like how we're changing every season. What do you think? What vibes with you for like a New Year's intention? I don't know. I've been, I don't know. I've been really pondering it. I still need to think. But I've noticed that when I don't move and exercise, I, like, everything else gets stuck. Yes. Everything else, like, emotionally, and it just feels like life is harder. And I really want to just have this habit of meditating and moving every day. So I feel like those two, maybe just meditation and movement, are going to be my... Yeah, Emmys. That's my in, two intentions for the year. Because yeah. I, I don't know everything else. I think if you can go to the bigger picture of like what's behind being successful or what's behind feeling good about your life, or you know what I mean, like yeah. you can try to put those specifics into place. But if you're not kind of zooming out and being like, okay, if I'm more you know mindful and more in tune with my body, I'm gonna be. Yeah, like more successful. I really am. It's just going to show up. I'm going to show up in my life. Yeah, more like actively. It's true. I mean, and it's so, it's so easy to get into a routine, and it's even easier to fall out of it. Because I 
fell out of it too for like the last two weeks off and on too. Me too. Like I, I have so bad. This even last when I had freaking month. COVID, I was doing restorative yoga and I was sicker than shit. <laughs> but I was doing restorative yoga and then I went and my kids had that play and I had to I off and on stayed at my sister's for two weeks and it was just like there was nine, ten kids. Just yeah. routines are lost. It's easy to fall out, but you have to just start exactly where you are. And even if it's just like showing up, even if you get woken up by your kids. And like I actually just did this this morning because I was thinking the same thing about meditation. I literally served for four years. I had a strict meditation practice. I did seven days a week. And ever since COVID, I just really haven't. And so I just, yeah. I lay in bed now and it's shifted and I do like a, my gratitude practice mm-hmm. and I'll just do my meditation in bed. I just, to me, it's not very regular. It's not very routine. Yeah. It's like, okay, I have some time. I don't feel like getting out of bed. I'm going to lay here and like meditate. Yeah. But sometimes I wander off into just thoughts, thinking, like it's not the same. Yeah. Sure. And it's not the same as like sitting up on your yeah. mat or pillow and yeah. being present, you know, like intentionally meditating. Totally. It's definitely different well even like i off and on have had a a pretty regular practice with our friend jess yeah and just ever since the weather got crappy like this summer we literally were getting together five to six days a week and we were hiking or practicing yoga all summer we were like badass bitches but just with winter and like Kids getting sick and her kids Trips getting sick. And, and yeah. people, yeah, like everything got out of whack. Well, think. but it's it's so, like, it's so powerful to be with other people when you're practicing. Like even yoga, like just being in your living room by yourself. Like sometimes I can have a great practice, but sometimes my kids are being crazy and I'm just so not focused. And it's challenging. Yeah. Yeah. So this morning I actually turned on one of my own yoga classes. And it was only like a 35 minute class, but it was so nice to be like guided. And there's, I mean, yoga with Adrian or all these other classes. And it is nice to have someone when you're not feeling motivated to guide you. That is nice. And I also, I have this uh, meditation app on my phone, which like, you know, it's, it's just nice. Like you said, to have someone like, just to have that intentional setting of like, okay, I'm setting this timer and you can pick minutes. Nice. of meditation like if you just want five minutes sometimes in the morning like I have a lot going on and I just don't have time I should get up earlier and I should do that should've, I'm not gonna should have I'm not gonna should on myself on yourself, Sarah. but you know her though it's but yeah it's hard time. to get out of bed it's gold and yes um dark. but still sometimes I'll drop my kids off and come home and sit by the fire and set nice. my timer for like five minutes or ten minutes if I have That's that and it's funny because like all hell will break loose with the pets and the things. And <sighs> like, I literally sat down for five minutes and was like, text, phone call, dog bark. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. And I'm, like, I'm, I'm meditating. <laughs> yes. And I think that like that, there's like such a misperception with meditation that I know I grabbed onto. And it was like, if I meditate, I'm going to be this peaceful, calm, enlightened yogi. Yeah. It's or not like, true. If you're not, if you don't reach that state of calm, then you're not doing it right or something. I'm like, no. And that is such a misperception. It's about being present with what's happening. Yes. And, and allowing like, and accepting. Oh, I'm getting worked up about the dog barking. That's, I'm going to notice that. I'm going to notice. And maybe feel into that. Like, what does it feel like to feel fucking annoyed at your dog right. barking? Like, oh my God, I'm so annoyed. Feel what it feels like. What if to be I annoyed? do nothing and just let him bark? Or what if I. Right. calmly bring them out of the, you know, like 
What if I don't react my normal way? Right. I remember when I was in my yoga teacher training, which has almost been four years, which is really crazy. Yeah. And it was so hard to meditate with 20 people. Like I am such a, I feel people's energy intensely and it's really hard for me to like, ah, and we were in downtown Fort Collins and you could hear cars driving by you could smell cigarette smoke rolling up at the window mm-hmm. people blasting by in their cars and it was so hard and I would like go home and be like I'm such a failure <laughs> I didn't do that right and I realized funny, like yeah. over the years like I did do it right like that was showing up for my practice like yeah, just you were sitting there. with all that chaos and feeling everyone's energy and like being annoyed like I found out later on there was some guy who was What's it called when you like sit in on a class and like watch it and observe it? It's like a auditing. And there was a, an auditor, and during the meditation practice, he would sit and write and flip through his pages. And I was, <laughs> it would annoy me so I'd like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, we're trying to meditate and you're scrabbling. <laughs> That's funny. But it was just like, again, yeah. like meditation is like an allowing of what is. And right. just being with that. And if you're trying to force a certain thing to happen, then you're not, you're like, you know, you're, you're not truly meditating. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think too, like a really, like an awareness too, is to like let go of your expectations. That could be another word. Or shift your expectations for the new year intentions. <laughs> right. Because those expectations are what fuck us up. Totally. They well, do. I was thinking about what you were saying about the um, empath you know, how Junie's feeling so sensitive to energies and yeah. like what we no, were saying about like feeling all the pain, all the anxiety sometimes in the world just come, comes to you all at once. You're like, oh my God, oh, people so are dying or, you know, these fires that just happened in, down in the valley um, last night, like in one day. And where in, is that? In Superior? Louisville, Louisville and Superior, like just... Like so between sad. Boulder and Denver, you know, oh those goodness. kind of bedroom communities there. And it's like a giant city. And that's all, yeah, those it's are like on. two cities with, you know, shopping malls and stores. It's I gas think said like Target was on fire. Target, like, su- the super shit. Target is apparently gone. But, you know, it's like, it's like last night I just was sitting there with all this like, oh my God, like people's homes and lives are being in a matter of a day. You yeah. don't know, you wake up, you think it's normal. That by that night you have no house or whatever, like. Life but issue. I was yeah. in this yoga class up here in Estes actually maybe like 20 years ago. Um, and I learned this technique about like holding um, like this golden egg around yourself of protection. Yeah. And with your intention, with your mind, you just sort of project it out there like around you and you choose what energies come in. Like, okay, I'm in the world. I'm surrounded by a bunch of whatever people's energies and I have my protection around yeah. me, and I use that a lot, actually. That's just a good one. Floating through the world with this little golden egg around me that I am only allowing in what right. I choose, and those negative energies can just stay on the outside. They, like, bounce off. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, I do that with, um, like, a bubble. The yeah. same thing. Or Jess and I were practicing, and she did this one where we imagined, like, golden light pouring down, and, like, it... It pours down and it also like removes all the negative energy and it protects you at the same time. And I felt like I could feel my vibration just like, and I could feel like negative energies just like slopping off at me. 
Nice, yeah. Well, and I had a, a phone call with a friend and her daughter because she's feeling all of these things yesterday and actually started jotting down, I'm going to write a blog for um, a survival guide for empaths. Oh, nice, I love it. Yeah, and yeah. I like started out with something like, so you're feeling all the energy of the world, like you're feeling everything and there's a lot happening. And I was just going to give some like tips for people who are in like empaths like us and like I was... Um, a protection bubble mm -hmm. I had on there and I nice, yeah. into crystals like protecting your energy with crystals and another one was setting boundaries with people mm -hmm. and noticing like how you feel around like negative people or just how do you feel around people yeah if someone's always making you feel icky even if yeah. like on the surface they seem nice or on the surface they seem like a friend or a family member that's treating you okay mm -hmm. but if you always feel yucky around them if you mm -hmm. always feel like less than or push down. Yeah. Like, think about that. Yeah. You know, it's very, it's like subtle sometimes the way. Right. That that can affect you. But like, well, and this is the, the thing with like the impact side. And this was my, my girlfriend's daughter I was talking to. She was like, I'm like, so I can have this like impact side, but I also have this super analytical mind. And like, I think about things and then like my inner skeptic is like, yeah, uh-uh. Yeah. And then her empath side can like feel it. And so like when you're like energy and things like that, it's not a thought. It's a fucking feeling. Right. And so it's yeah. like, you almost have to try to like detach from that, which it's super hard. And when you're feeling like the anxiety and the pain of the world, it is a lot and it can be super overwhelming, but there are things that we can do to help teach ourselves to cope and like protect our energy. Your mm -hmm. practice that yep. that golden egg or bubble. Yeah. Or I had this girlfriend and she would imagine like you're like at a bank teller and you have like that plexiglass window with just the little slit and only you can put out and everything that comes in just bounces off. Mm -hmm. Like it's only up to you if you let that penetrate your energy bubble or your emotional. Bubble. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like, so that kind of reminds me there was this parable or story or whatever that um, of Buddha mm. um, where he, you know, he had grown to be this great teacher and, and he had like followers, you know, essentially like people that were his fans or yeah, you know, like students or student, yeah, yeah, people that really admired him. Yeah. And one day he had this um, man come to his house and he was so angry though. He was like, you're leading people astray and, you know, and like hating on him. Like, Ooh. And, um, he said, he, he said, um, can I ask you a question? He said, do you own a house? And the man kind of stopped and he's like, uh, yes, my wife and I own a house. He goes, do you ever have guests come to your house? He said, oh yes, absolutely. We have guests. He says, do your guests ever bring a gift for you? And he goes, well, sure. You know, yeah. that's a common tradition. He goes, what if you don't accept that gift? He goes, well, then I guess... It stays with that person, right? And he said, yeah, so you come to my house, you bring the gift of anger. I don't accept it. Ooh. It stays with you. <laughs> I love that. Goosebumps. <laughs> and the same thing, like, no matter where you go in the world, like, you don't have to receive the gifts that people are giving to you, whether it's anger or manipulation or just making you feel yucky. Like, that's your choice. You can, mm -hmm. like, the plexiglass. Yeah. You could let it come through or you could be like, no. Right. I don't let that like penetrate into my space. Sorry. Yeah, and that is a huge, like powerful practice too, because people who are empathetic, us, you know, like and you just 
you're around people and like you can almost absorb their energy and like yes. it is a practice it's that you so have hard. to like put up a shield wall mm-hmm. and even just if you're all alone like you'll notice energies or emotions come in waves it's like that Rumi who's a Sufi poet the guest house have you read that one before I don't think that particular one so it's like this being a guest house he's talking about like all of these energies coming like that you're the host and it's, it reminded me of what you were saying mm. like you open up the doors to sorrows to sadness to anger to pity, to resentment, and they come in, and just like a host, you be kind and gracious, and you just hold space for them, mm-hmm. and just like a guest, that they will come and stay, but they're going to stay forever, and then you open your door, and then you can just bid them farewell, yeah. so it's like you are like, See almost later. like the conduit, yeah, mm-hmm. well, like, especially with my daughter, like, she is so sensitive, and like, I am too, to like, big groups of people, and she gets like yeah. I was watching her at Cedar's party um, when we went to the the bowling alley and she started doing it when she was a toddler and she gets some, like, she's like this minute tremor uh-huh. and it's like, it's a micro tremor and it's like this. And she was at, when Cedar was opening up her presents, she was bobbing her head side to side and her eyes were so big. And she was just like, I could tell that she was just feeling everything. And she yeah. was just like, okay, okay. Keep it bobbling. I'm just trying. <laughs> she was like, and then after her party, she was like exhausted. And mm, I was too. Yeah. It was just like all of the all energy the from everyone. And then it's like, okay, now I need to crash. There's like lights and sounds and there's just, you don't oh, realize shit. Like, your body is actually trying to filter and manage and, like, self-regulate and all that stuff on top of maybe just having a conversation or, yeah. you know, managing a birthday party or whatever it was. Well, and even just, like, it is, it can be a challenge to learn to, like, keep your energy to yours and not, like, allow others to latch. Like, it is true. Like, have you ever been around somebody who was just, like, super down in the dumps and then you were down in the dumps? Oh, my gosh, yes. Because you let their – it was, like, that low vibration can just suck us under. Dude, I know. Yes. I, I have a hard time with that because I very yeah. much – like, when someone's feeling low, my first instinct is to rush in and, like, rescue them. Mm, and yeah. in doing so, I often pull myself down with them. Like, instead yeah. – like. Some people just don't want to be brought up. Yeah, and they don't. And you just make yourself crazy trying, or yeah, and you feel so frustrated. And yeah, I definitely like. I don't know if it's a problem. It's like a great strength and a weakness that, like, I always want to help. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I have all these tools, and I know all these practices, and I'm not saying I'm perfect and have all the answers, but I, I do. I, I don't have all the answers, but, like, but I, I just have, I don't, no, I'm saying like, I do, I have all these things that I want to share and it comes yeah, from like know, love and kindness and my husband and I butt heads with that because he'll be like, sometimes I just want you to listen to me. You don't need to solve my problems because mm. he always has these things and I'm like, a, I don't know, I'm like a solution finder. I like to find solutions to things. I'm like, you have a problem? I have a solution. Right. So I've really been like adopting the practice of just listening and holding space. I know it's hard not to be like, Oh, you could do this or you could do that. Yeah. So sometimes I'll be like, okay, so is this a listening or a helping conversation? And I don't always say that. And sometimes he'll snap and be like, babe, I just want you to listen. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just exhale. It's fine. Okay. I'm going to just listen. And I don't have to take on your shit. Like, and especially with my husband, I can take on like, his waves of anger because oh, I'm so yeah. connected to him. And then I'll like push it off onto my kids. And then there's Junie. She'll be like, mom, I know that you're being angry because dad was angry at you and you're being angry at me. 
That's awareness. Oh, she's man. so aware. And I'm like, oh my gosh, do you remember Sunday? I forgot to put up my bubble. I'm going to put up my. And I'll do like a practice where I just like either I'll imagine like from my body and growing a bubble out or like it growing up. Or in Reiki, we do like a grounding practice to like protect your energy where you roll your tongue up on the roof of your mouth and then you like kegel, you squeeze in like your root lock. It's like your Mahula Banda or whatever. Yeah. And then you imagine like shooting your energy down or like an arrow into the core of the earth. And that can be like a protection, like former of your energy too. Nice. And then there's also this grounding practice I do where it's like you put your feet like grounding onto the whatever floor or surface and like just take deep breaths and feel like I just imagine this energy coming up from Mother Earth, like through my feet and mm. coming up through my body, almost like a tree, like mm. rushing up and filling me up and then like breathe, like mm. just kind of in a natural rhythm. And you can close your eyes or not. You can turn your head like side to side or mm. not. I just think it really helps to like ground me. Yeah. And sometimes when I get overwhelmed with strong emotions or worries or whatever, like that just... Right yeah. in that moment, you can come back to, okay, I'm sitting here. My feet are touching the floor. I'm yeah. breathing. I connect with all of that. Like, just this is what's happening. That's good, too. Yeah. Because it's our mind that, like, drives us insane. Like, right? all the racing thoughts. It's like 50,000 to 70,000 thoughts per day is the average thought per person. And there's oh, some people who probably crazy. have 150,000. <laughs> It's funny too how like you can have one thought and then suddenly like like a thousand thoughts in yeah. that direction. And you're like, wait, what did I go off thinking? Well, right, and well then our thoughts can lead us into like how we're feeling. Spiral. So it can yeah. spiral. So when you notice yourself, like I feel like a good intentional word too could be like awareness for the New Year's, like mm-hmm. bringing awareness to whatever it is, like oh my God, I'm feeling like shit right now. And then if you could bring awareness to what are you thinking about? And then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm downward spiraling. I'm feeling really sad because my thoughts are taking me down. And that could be like a time where you could maybe just recite the mantra. Like, I am grateful. I am grateful. Like we talk about it on yeah. every podcast Gratitude episode. It can so lift helpful. you up. It's yeah. like one of those like vibrational things. But yeah, I like the word awareness too. I'm like maybe I'll shift my... My word is not set in stone. <laughs> it doesn't, you can have my more attention. than one word, Shelly. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and like we were talking about earlier, that it can shift. Like your mm-hmm. your new year intention or just your life intention. Because I am not a fan of like fad diets or like workout plan. Like I used to do all of that. I would jump on board with all of that shit and then just like drop it. I'm really like the older I get, I just want to adopt something as like a part of me. And, like, making it realistic that I can actually do it, opposed to, like, tricking myself and yeah. then feeling like I'm failing at or it. Or following some, like, regimen yeah. that someone else set up and, mm-hmm. like, trying to stick to it. And all this thing, that. and it's like, yeah, it's like, wait. Like, get did, on those kicks. Did that person know you personally? Totally. adopt it for you? Because, yeah, I don't know. I like doing it more individually. Right. Well, even in my book, Awaken You, that is, like, it's like so close it's almost here it's like and then it's like scared it's really like fucking almost here it's a matter of getting a file back from this person and then putting it in we should have a book launch party party. isn't it exciting (laughs) but i talk about like when i first started my quote-unquote awakening to my life and just being aware of things 
I read this book, The Miracle Morning, and it was like the not so obvious guy to transform your life before 8 a.m. And he had this morning practice and they were called the life savers. It was like S-A-V-E-R-S, like silence, affirmations, visualization, A-B-E, um, exercise, R, read, S, scribe, right. And I follow that. I am not fucking kidding you. For two years, I did that. I woke up at 5 a.m. I had a newborn baby. I had toddlers and I was sleep deprived and I did it like a crazy person. And, but anyways, in my, my book, I, I say that like these suggestions that I'm offering in my book are just suggestions. Like you have to do what works for you and knowing that like life is shifting and like people get sick, life changes. The weather has a blizzard. There's wildfires. And like, we have to do what life is like giving us in the moment. And I think also let go of our unrealistic expectations that we're failing because like, yeah, I failed, oh, I, I gave up. And like resolution, like, yeah, it just feels like um, a setup to fail. Honestly, that's what it yeah. feels like to me. Yeah. And the difference between intention versus resolution mm-hmm. is like intention is something that you intend to practice yes. is really more of a way to look at it. I think yeah. like I intend to practice these things and if like just kind of setting that intention every day. Mm-hmm. It's a daily thing. It's not like this year I'm going to do this. Like, uh-huh. yeah, you can look at it like it's a new start and therefore you want to do a new habit or, yeah, you know, that's understandable, but holding yourself to these like unrealistic standards and then getting all pissed off and giving up or being like, okay, I was going to do it every day and I didn't start to give up on the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, nope. Yeah. Um, just every day you can intend to, do these things to set up a practice and right every day another choice and for the past four four years like within the new year like within the first within january i've made a, a vision board or a dream board and they're fucking powerful i manifest everything on those boards and it's just i get it's a crazy, big giant yeah. like poster board but like those thick ones that mm-hmm. will stand up because before like my first one was like a floppy one that just kept falling down and I've become more organized over the years. Like I'll have like a section and I usually like have my family in the middle. So it's like yeah, my family's in the middle and then I'll have my, a spiritual corner mm-hmm. and then a health corner and then my goals and like aspirations of like writing books, publishing, yoga, all of that. And then whatever my wild card, if I'm like, Ooh, whoa. last year it was like, I want to learn how to make molas. And, and I like did. put beans <laughs> and now I'm really good at making molas. And then I had a picture of a camper and I got a camper and on my vision board from last year, it's like, I am a published author and I have it there and it's like almost here. And I have, I'm a New York Times number one best-selling award-winning author <laughs> illustrator. And I have that and I read it. I put it right by my bed. So I kind of look at it before I go to bed with my Himalayan salt lamp. But there's something so powerful about seeing the images because like mm-hmm, our brains yeah. are like incredible manifestors. I think that, yeah, we probably we might have more like control over our reality than we think just by thinking things yes. by intending them. And even the word manifesting, I think can be misunderstood so easily. Like, well, I'm, you know, manifesting this and it can be like sort of this willpower thing. Like I'm going to will it into existence. Yeah. Right. Um, but I found that doesn't tend to work so well. Is yeah intention is both setting an intention and also being open to whatever the universe has for you instead 
and instead of just being like, this is a finite way that this yeah. is going to end, which that got me into trouble for a long time, for a couple of years. I would like, I was like pushing and pulling against like manifestation. Like I want this so bad. Why is it not mm-hmm. happening? And it's yeah. because I'm trying to take the driver's seat and it's like, Allowing I think we have to like yeah. let go. Like you could have an idea of what you want and then like, let go for the highest good. Like, I never would have thought I would start a publishing company and have a podcast with you. Here we I fucking know. are. And here we are. And it just is. And it's been, like, organic. I mean, like, it's been work, but it just has, the idea came. and But it hasn't felt, like, forced in a way. Like, yeah. like oh, trying to make this happen, you know, yeah. and it's so hard. But yeah, I think it's going really well. I do, too. Well, even, like, with my Yoga Bliss with Shelly, like, I say, I've said this before, but it's like, why is it not growing and what's happening? And it just is what it is. And I'm letting that go. And it's, I do that because it's like a way of sharing and like being in like making a yoga community. And like, I have three kids at home, so it's not really realistic for me to like go teach a yoga class and get paid 25 bucks (laughs) because that's the reality of it. I think there's a, such a really good thing about having yoga classes that are available 24 seven in people's homes Nowadays, it's really hard for people to get out and go anywhere, even yeah. on a regular basis. Totally. Every Monday at 5 p.m., like, what if you can't? Or yeah. well, if, if you're in just one location dog. and yeah. one time, that's limited and people can get to you every day, yeah. all day. So, right. Well, with that, too, it's like I have to, I, like, let that go. And I think, like, I'm coming back to my post of, like, inspire. Like, I'm doing the things that I feel called and inspired to do. Yeah. Like, so I feel inspired to like teach yoga. I feel inspired to connect with you and blog and, but I don't always feel like that. Like there's it's many comes times. Comes and goes. <laughs> well, like blogging lately, I honestly have not been filled inspired to blog. And I like have been really inspired for my children's picture books. Like yesterday I spent probably like three hours re-editing and revising my next children's picture book. Yes. It's That's so exciting. cute. It's called Be Yourself. And did I tell you, I finally, I published my Biddy Bia's Christmas Magic oh my gosh. three days after Christmas. <laughs> the Christmas so I'm like, magic. I'm like excited about it, but also a little bummed, but it's fine. Like it's still out there. Yeah. And there's people Next who like, year. I had an idea that I'll like do like Christmas in July <laughs> and I'll do like a book reading, but it'll be out there. For sure. But I've been really feeling like inspired from these books that I illustrated and wrote in 2015. And Junie was so cute yesterday. She's like, mom. You're actually doing something with these. <laughs> You're actually doing something. Yeah. Thanks, honey. Yeah. How are you coming along with your? I'm just gonna let myself off the hook, but yeah. I've been really overwhelmed lately. Yeah. And the holidays, and I'm taking next semester off from school, cool. and I'm going to put all my energies that I would normally put into school onto my book. That's great. And yes. getting it published, getting it marketed, getting out there in the mm-hmm. world. It's going to take all, like, it's going to take every single day that I put, like, into school. Yes. Well, and it's interesting, too. I find myself procrastinating my big projects and things. Like, even my book. Oh, that lady had my book for four weeks, the um, typesetter. Even though it was like, oh, you'll get your book back in three to five days. Yeah. And I got it back in three to five days. And then she just put me on the back of her list. It was like, oh, well, I have other clients. and like, well, you're kind of false advertising when you're telling people this. Yeah, right. And then... I had to hire someone new and then that person literally, I hired them and it was in five days. On the sixth day, they just canceled. She just canceled what? it. She literally just canceled. And I was like, you know what? Instead of being mad and getting pissed at this, I'm going to just trust Why that there's somebody else. Yeah. And I found this guy 
And I think he's had my book for four days and he, I think by today or tomorrow will have that final round back. And right. It's like, I was thinking too, like, this is the perfect time of year for my book to come out because it is like a new year. And my book has just so many, just like fresh start tips and tips to just be aware and be my kind of that, like starting a new practice. Um, and that word too could be awaken. Yeah. Right. That is good. Could be your word of the, Oh, awaken. Yeah. And that means like, so it can mean so many things, but for me, it just means like being aware of what's happening. Like wake up. Like what is, what is important right now? Like this right now. Like when I go back to my kids that and not just like (gasps) worrying about everything. And like (laughs) kind of, I think of two of like on numbing out like how many things we use to numb ourselves yeah and not be awake like i'm just gonna ignore that well i'm just gonna shove that down i'm just gonna numb that out like awakening to it all and accepting it opening it yeah one of my chapters in my books book is um the practice of waking up to surrender and like just like Mm -hmm. surrendering to all of that it's a really good practice i like that and nice. that was with your help too. Instead of chapters in my book, it's the practice of waking up to self compassion or the practice of waking up to because it's like a practice. And yes, you just try a little bit. You know, every day you put some effort into it, and don't get down on yourself when it doesn't go like in the straight line. Well, yeah. And when I teach yoga, I say all the time like that. It's same with life as it is on your yoga mat or off of it, whatever. It's a practice. It's not a perfect. Even Mm -hmm. you go to a a doctor's office, it's a practice. They're not telling you that they know everything. They're practicing. They Uh literally are practicing medicine on you. And that's that's funny. It's like you don't think about that, but the doctor is practicing on you. They are practicing. And it is. Yeah. yeah. And like the theory of this or the, you know, everything that we think is fact is actually more theoretical. And like you can't always. Nothing just, is finite. Yeah. Like, you want to nail it down and be like, I know this for sure. Like, no, just take it easy. Yeah. I think I've I've become less, I guess, focused on controlling things the older I get, realizing you can't. Like, Well, it's like, the more you think you have things figured out, you don't. Like, I think that I have a false perception, like, that I was going to, one day, I would just have everything figured out and I would know everything. And it's like, no. Like, that day is never going to arrive. Like, I think that with raising kids, it's like, just when you have your baby figured out, they turn into a toddler, and you're like, well, fuck. (laughs) And then just when their toddler age is over, then they're like a kid, and they're experiencing new and different changes. It's like, okay, I... I, And then, like, like, puberty hits. Yeah, like, I've never raised a 12-year-old. This is all new to me, friend. Right? I'm just learning. And it changes with every age. You have to be sort of a, like, growing, changing person to be a parent. You yeah, or you just are in a constant state of like butting heads. It's so anxiety, emotional. Yeah. My gosh, I hate it. Like, did I get that? Cedar gets really strong anxiety, and she goes. We call it the what ifs. She goes oh. into like the what if. Oh. What if this happens, and what if that happens? Yeah. And I finally just started looking and saying, "What if?" And what if it doesn't and happen? Yeah, like we don't know. And right. So, like, let's focus on what, what we do know. Yeah. And yeah, there are all these like what ifs. Everything, every single day, there's a what if, right? Yeah, what if we don't make it to school? 
what if something bad happens? Like, what if a fire starts near our house? What if something good happens? What if something amazing happens? Like, yeah, we, there's so many what ifs. You can't, you can make yourself go crazy trying to think about all of them and trying to make a plan for everything, every little thing. I said, do you really want to live that life? Do you really, your attitude is how you're going to experience your life. And so I, we talk about just shifting it. And so every time you come up with a what if, yeah. Say, well, what do I do know is true? And what am I grateful for right now? Yeah. And shifting that over to gratitude. The other day, she was having a freak out meltdown and being so negative about everything. Kids can be so everything in it. All day long. And I yes. was like, it was wearing me down and wearing me down. I was like, I oh my God. So hard to like, be do you know everything you've said today has been negative yeah. and criticizing? And that's why you feel awful. And I'm like, this is a terrible way to live. And right. So I said, just tell me three things you're grateful for. I won't listen to anything else you have to say until you come up with three things you're grateful for. And she got super pissed at me about that. But then she finally did. And it was so weird because then like, it was like magic. Her attitude shifted. She started being happier, sweeter. It's crazy how fast that worked. Yeah. Well, and even instead of what it being, I actually have this practice in my book. It's called the wouldn't it be nice game. And instead of saying, what if this, you could say, wouldn't it be nice if mm, I like that? Yeah. I shifted the way I was thinking. Or wouldn't it be nice if today went well? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be nice if I was on time to work today? Talking about right. yeah, like what a good way to set an intention yeah. too. It's like wouldn't it be wouldn't nice, it be nice if, if I was a published author? Yeah, wouldn't it be nice if I was successful? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be nice if I could put a thousand dollars a month in savings what wouldn't that be nice wouldn't it be nice like it's it's a fun game and it's really fun game with kids because kids are super creative and like the sky is the limit you could be like what if wouldn't it be nice if i was a fairy princess who could fly like you know whatever (laughs) it is like you can it's a fun game and it can shift the way that you're feeling really significantly like if you're having a shitty day like instead of like you're like oh god i'm gonna be late for work i'm hitting every red light ah and then just well, wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice if I pulled up to work and had like front row parking and just yeah. went inside? Yeah. Well, and even just like surrendering it that we don't always get to choose the things that are happening mm-hmm. in our lives. Like we can, yeah, we can have our intentions and our goals and aspirations are in our vision and dream boards, but they're not always going to work out on our timing or exactly how we think they are. Like yeah. life look, always has a grander plan for if us. If you look back and think of things that you really wanted in the past, whether you got them or didn't, like yeah. some things weren't good for you. Like yeah, things that were I wanted, be. like weren't good. Right. And either sometimes I got them, sometimes I didn't. Yeah. And you look back and you're like, okay, so not everything that I think is good for me turns out to be good for me. Everything I want is going to turn out to be beneficial. Yeah. So there's that, again, holding out your hand. Like I always think of it as two, holding out two hands. And in one hand is the thing that you are intending, mm-hmm. you know, like I, wouldn't it be nice to be a published author Yeah, and to have enough through my work, through my writing to support myself like a hundred percent plus, plus a hundred, you plus know, extra. Yeah. yeah. And then in the other hand, I leave open and I leave empty mm-hmm. and I say, or universe, like you feel, mm-hmm. you know, so I hold out both hands. Like, here's what I'm intending, but also. Here's the one I'm receiving if it's something better or something that's better for me. That's a nice practice. So just think of it as those two hands, like offering up and receiving at the same time. Huh. I do like that. 
it's funny too, on my dream board, like three years ago, I had like a mountain house and like a woman doing yoga in the mountains. And I never, uh-huh. like I kept pushing like that I wasn't going to move here because my husband's been trying to get me to move here up here for like 10 years. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then finally I was like, you know what? I think yes. And it was like, instead of fighting against it and it or like it organically came. And I mean, obviously like selling and buying houses has Things had to line up. Yeah. And then it's like, Whoa, like that was there. And it wasn't on my timing because it took like three years. And I, I always remember on my vision board, I had bring home a piece P A C E up the mountains. Mm. And I had really bad anxiety a lot. Like after my little ones were little, like just really bad postpartum anxiety for a very long time. And I was very anxious and just like <gasps> clustery, want to control everything constantly. And so what we've lived up here for like a year and a couple months and like my anxiety is like a fucking fraction of what it used to be. And Interesting. I'm not saying that it's this miraculously, sure. but I, it's like the nature is so soothing to me yeah. and just like, more dispersed, like not as many people. I like think the shapes. vibrations are so different up here too. Like they when I so go down different. and I'm in the middle of a city down there in the front range, me it's too. hard for me to keep my little bubble. Of like yes. so many things and people's stress and energies and it just comes in and I'm like, ah, I need, and when I yes. lift down there, I think it's funny because it's different when you live up here and you go down there for a day. Yes. But when I lived down there, you start to assimilate that and you don't realize how much it's affecting you and all the noise and constant motion and traffic and sirens. Like where I lived was a busy street where where there was a fire station up like one way and ambulance, hospital thing. And so every day it was like sirens, sirens, sirens. And you start to block it out. But you know, there's some part of you that's still... Yeah. Trying to filter that and assimilate your life around those. Well, like, some people thrive on that. Like yeah. some people are extroverts and they, and they love that the energy of it all. Yeah. And I've met people like that. Like one of my sisters is like that. I am not. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> like I cannot. Like we went to a movie for somebody's birthday. I think Kelton's my nephew's birthday. And I was feeling so overwhelmed by it everyone's energy and I just kept being like and I left that movie theater and when I came home I was so emotionally ex- and energetically depleted like I just noticed that yeah so I need to like really fill up my cup and what what <laughs> kind of things do you Before. do to fill up your energy like when you feel depleted like that I, I usually I have to sleep mm-hmm. I have to sleep or sometimes I journal how I'm feeling which is really helpful or reading I like reading I just it's like my I need to like go inside of myself like and like restorative yoga. Yeah, restorative yoga. And I, I'm really weird. I only like to do yoga in the morning. I don't like it any other time of day. That's funny. So like when I got home at night, it was like, I have to just crash. Like I almost, it's like, I need to recharge my batteries and like burr, float in the ethers. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it's very, it could be very restorative for sure. Yeah. That's another tip for surviving. Like. Um, that guide to survive empaths guide to survive yes self-care is mm-hmm. massive yes and like yeah you have to take care of yourself first like even on an airplane they ask you to put your oxygen mask on before you help your neighbors yeah. because you if you're depleted from oxygen you can't help anyone. yeah you can't like your anymore. your needs are just as valid as the one you're caring 
for yes. or about. Well, and this is a misperception as women, especially, that we are always supposed to be providing and caring for everyone else, which we are. Yeah, that's like our instincts. Like I know as a mom, you know, like that's our instincts. But I have learned that I have to take care of me first or I'm a fucking hot mess or I'm grumpy. Yeah. It's not unloving. And it's no. not selfish no. to put your needs like just just as important. Like you have to take care of your needs yes. to take care of your family's needs. Right. I mean, it's just I've seen like I watched my own mom go through burnout of like putting everyone else first. Yeah. And never addressing like or like maybe not till way, way, way late in life addressing mm-hmm. like self care. Yeah. And it just, it turns ugly really fast. Yeah. Like you become an unhealthy, unloving person, Grandpa's. trying your hardest to meet other people's needs when your own needs aren't being met. And that is, I've been there. <laughs> it's the worst feeling in the world. And you're like, I don't have anything to give you. I'm I'm empty. Yeah, it's like you that metaphor of the empty cup. It's like <sighs> once the cup is empty, it. you're just taking away pieces of the cup. Right? Like, just think of that. Then you literally have no fucking cup. There's nothing left. There's nothing left. And then you're a shell of a human. And then you're just, like, going through life and, like, autopilot, which I did for many years. I remember, like, waking up. I think it was, like, right after Jack was born. And my marriage was failing miserably. Like, like, hated my husband. He hated, like, we were really bad. And I hated myself. And I was in a really low place. And I remember waking up. And I would have to go to work and be like, it's fine. Just walk into work and you'll just do what you need to do and in a few hours you'll be done <laughs> and I was just like going through the motions in autopilot and yeah. I wouldn't really like I had a few clients that I could connect to but I was just going through life on autopilot and I really think like part of writing my book Awaken You like and I, maybe that is my new my word this year is awaken is that like wake up Shelly like you don't have to sleep through your mm. life and like life is not as bad as as I was perceiving it to be I hated myself and I, my marriage was like really struggling, but we've like slowly rebuilt it over many years. But isn't it interesting, like how in the end it was your choices that had put you there and it was your choices and your thoughts that got you out too. And then we outsource our power to like this, well, I can't change things or I can't get out. I'm stuck in this marriage. I'm stuck in this job. I'm stuck in this life. Like really? You're not. You've made those choices. Yeah. You've gotten into them with some sort of contract that you thought was like binding. Right. But the truth is like everything can be changed. Everything can be shifted if you make that choice. You can choose tomorrow to start awakening. You can choose tomorrow to start moving and meditating. And I love this idea too is like every day is a new day. Every day is a choice. It's a chance to be It's not like, yeah, your whole year is shot because... You missed a day or whatever. No. Like every day is a new choice. Was so, it 365 days a year? Like, yeah. come on now. <laughs> you like, got another it's day. Fine. We have a new yeah. day. Right? There's so many good things to look forward to in life. And I think setting this New Year's like intention, New Year's mantra or whatever can be helpful realistically to carry on with us. Like every day. Yeah. You can even put a reminder like on your smartphone. I do this every day at like 9 a.m have an alarm chime with your word, like mm, awaken I love that. just every day. And it's just, just like, reminder, Oh, yeah. and then you just push stop and it will pop up. I know in my phone, I have a Apple iPhone and I just say, set a reminder for every day at 9am um, with a reminder that says awaken. 
and I'm doing it. I'm not okay. doing it now. I'm doing it now. Yeah, and it's just I like it'll that. pop up, yes. and it's just like okay. And that's one way to just keep it in your mind, and then yeah, and a lots of self forgiveness. Yeah, um, like intending, but also being patient and yeah. understanding its practice. Yeah, and letting go of those unrealistic expectations that mm-hmm. get us into trouble. Thank you so much for being here. We truly appreciate all of you listeners. Please head over to your favorite platform and rate, review, comment, and share.